Hello, and thank you for joining us on the Stay Healthy Spokane podcast, aimed at helping you live an active, healthy, and enjoyable life in and around Spokane, Washington. Brought to you by Gordon Physical Therapy. And now, here's your host, Dr. Luke Gordon. Hey, everybody. This is Luke Gordon. Thank you all for joining me on today's episode of Stay Healthy Spokane podcast. Today, I have the pleasure of of interviewing one of my friends. Her name is Corey Knoll. I think I said it right. Give me the head nod. Uh, she is a representative with DoTerra, which is essential oils. And today, what I wanted to to do with Corey is just sit down and talk about the introductory principles of essential oils. So we've got a few key topics that we're going to talk about. And so, if you're already familiar with essential oils, hopefully, we'll give you some new information. And if it's a little bit new to you, or you're like me and you're just kind of a do-it-yourself, or you know, you kind of dabble but don't really know what you're doing, or if you could be doing more. This should be good information for you. So just rundown of the topics real quick before I introduce Corey onto the show here. Uh, topic one, we're just going to talk about the quick introduction to essential oils, You know what they are, where do they come from, um, what have people been using uh, them for, historically speaking. So we'll get a good background going first, and then we're going to talk about some of the specific oils and what are their uses. Um, and again, particularly, we're kind of gearing this towards beginners. So even if you've dabbled like me, uh, this should be some good information for some specific applications for you. Uh, that's topic two. Topic three, we're going to get into the oils and modern medicine. So think of, um, you know, the modern medicine in terms of like medications, pharmaceuticals, you know, are the oils a replacement for them? Are they an adjunct? Should they be used together uh, for health benefits? So that should uh, be an interesting discussion as well. And then after that, we are going to talk about, uh, again, if you're just looking to get started, what are some actual applications you could do today in your home? So for various things, and I know Corey's got a lot of information, so stick with us for that part as we talk about actual ways to use them. Uh, And then before we get into all that, I also want to mention Corey and I have been talking about hosting a workshop. Uh, so, you know, we can only cover so much information during the podcast. And then for those of you who are a little bit more hands-on and want to ask specific questions or see some of the oils and, you know, kind of, um, I guess, see them, smell them is probably more accurate, uh, or see how they feel in terms of different applications. We're also going to host a workshop and that's going to be on Tuesday, July 9th at 6.30 PM here at the clinic. So more details coming up on that. So stick with us. And um, as usual, everything is going to be in the show notes of the show. So, Corey, after my long-winded introduction, um, thank you for joining the podcast. Thanks for having me. I'm excited to be here. This is my first podcast ever. Hey, me too. (laughs) Actually, this is episode five, so I feel like I kind of know what I'm doing. You're basically a professional. That's right. Make it till you make it, right? (laughs) That's right. It's a good thing. It's my podcast. I can say what I want. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Awesome. Well, now that I've kind of covered the lineup, um, why don't we get right into that first topic that I was mentioning? Uh, So basically, why don't you give us or give the listeners your background with essential oils, kind of what got you started and what drew you to them? Yeah. So I've been using essential oils for five years now. um, And what drew me to them was someone shared them with me, which I think is how a lot of people are exposed to essential oils. My teacher, I was in her classroom um, helping reteach a class on finances through where I work now at the bank. And I said, gosh, I'm just really struggling with head tension. I'm, I've had an MRI. I don't know what's wrong. They just constantly are on the right side of my head. And she goes, well, here, try this. And she gave me Himalayan rock salts to put under my tongue, which to this day, I don't know why. I should ask her. Um, and then she gave me an oil called Past Tense, which is a blend specific to doTERRA, but it's their tension blend. So I applied it on the back of my neck, 
temples um, and just kind of down onto my shoulders, rubbed it in. It was very potent. It has basil, marjoram, peppermint. So I smelled like an herb garden and I felt relief for the first time ever. The only way I was able to get rid of these headaches was literally giving myself a brain freeze. So like ice packs kind of taped to my head. So when I felt relief, I was like, what is this magic stuff? I bought a whole bottle. I later bought a kit and I haven't looked back. Um, so over the five years, it started with just me. Then I told my husband, you're using these, like you marry me, you get the oils kind of a thing. <laughs> um, and he is using them. And then we have also been able to use them on our daughter, who is one. We have used them on her since she was born. Um, and it's been really empowering as parents to be able to help her when we couldn't necessarily use modern day medicine on such a young kid. Awesome. Yeah. So it all started with headaches. All started with headaches. Yeah, just getting relief from something that I struggled with and it's debilitating. You know, it takes away from your day. Mm -hmm. And finding something that worked and I wasn't putting unknown things in my body um, and suffering from side effects. I used to take a migraine medication that would actually make me lose vision. Um, mm. So it's on my allergies list. So yeah, just being able to find something that worked was so such a blessing. Awesome. Yeah. Good, good. So that's five years ago. I imagine, you know, through your training and probably through your own research, you've been, you've, uh, you know, come pretty familiar with the history of essential oils. Yeah. Yeah. Do you want to kind of give us a brief overview of when people started using them? Yeah. So we can actually date oils back into the Bible where Jesus was given frankincense and myrrh as a gift. Um, so they were used all the way back then. And we also can see them a lot in Egyptian ancient history. Um, they were used for religious ceremonies and sacrifices. Um, and they were also used during like the Roman empire as well. Um, and we see them used there for beauty and it was their medicine. That is what, that is what they had access to. They didn't have Advil and aspirin. They had plants roots, bark, and trees. And from that, they pulled the essential oil or ground it down to get their form of an essential oil. It probably looks a lot different now. And they were using them how we are using them now. So they're not, essential oils aren't something that just came out of nowhere. They've been used all the way back to the beginning of time. Awesome. 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 And do you know, it seems, I think for a lot of us, it seems like essential oils, maybe they're not new, but they're kind of making a comeback. Mm -hmm. uh, does it seem like they were gone for a while? I think they were. I think it took um, a large company like Young Living or doTERRA to make them large. I also think we can pay a lot of, um, not pay, but we can thank uh, social media for mm -hmm. and the internet for allowing us to have research and different ways to promote our product. Um, but I do think, yeah, it went away for a while and people are now turning to, okay, I want natural solutions for my health. I want to know what I'm putting in my body and my child's body and uh, essential oils are a way to do that. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, so you've uncovered one of the few good things about social media. <laughs> Very few, yes. Because <laughs> studies show, studies show it causes depression and anxiety. I believe that. But then you could use an essential oil. And you're all good to go. It's fine. <laughs> okay. Yeah, that's interesting. Because like I said, I think for from my perspective, uh, growing up as a kid, I never heard one thing about an essential oil or certainly when I was in high school, college, which was a little while ago now. Um, <laughs> but, you know, it, there wasn't, you know, there wasn't quite that focus on those things then. And, yeah. 
And I think from my personal perspective, probably a lot of that is because there was such a focus on uh, pharmaceuticals. Um, and that's where the training came from. And yeah, so that's another topic, another soapbox yeah, for another right? day. Um, you know, how that's impacted the way we look at health. Yeah. Awesome. So uh, like you said, started with headaches for you. And mm-hmm. then you, um, you know, you brought it home to your husband and said, you know, you get what you get. <laughs> and here we go. Yeah. Is, uh, does he work in the business with you now too then? Luke loves to work in the business with me. Um, he loves to share with people. He takes them to work with him. He takes them on trips and he's just sharing. And I think that that's kind of how the business works with doTERRA is that you're just sharing from a place of, I want to help you with whatever's going on in your life. Um, so he kind of does more of the behind the scenes stuff. He's helping me strategize and what does this month look like and how can I help you? Do you need me to do the dishes? Things like that. But he's definitely integrating oils into his life and he's also sharing them with others. Awesome. Mm-hmm. And just to clarify, Luke is the name of your husband. Yes. It's also my name. <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, awesome. So, um, you started with the headache products, mm-hmm. uh, and I guess we, we should kind of transition into what are the most common oils that you would, that you would use? I think headaches is probably, that's probably one of the first ones I started with as well. Mm-hmm. Um, what are the next kind of common ones that you see people using? Right. So I actually picked three. Um, and the first one, the three I think of are lemon, lavender, and peppermint. Those are all things people know exactly what they are. You know what a lemon is, you know what peppermint is, and you know what lavender looks like and smells like, right? Mm-hmm. So, um, and the reason I picked those three is because individually and together, they can do over a hundred things. So if you had just those three oils in your home, you can provide for yourself and for your family, uh, different solutions for your health. Um, so lemon is a cleansing oil. So it's something that you can use to clean services in your home, drop down the garbage disposal, just like you would a lemon rind. Um, but you can also take it internally to help with detoxing your liver. Um, and it also cleanses and purifies the air when diffused. So it's a really great cleansing and cleaning oil. Um, it also gets like those nasty stickers off of a car window, a water bottle. Um, if you take a sticker off of something in the residue, if you just let it soak, it will literally just come right off, which has been really helpful for us. Um, peppermint is great. So one drop of peppermint equals 28 cups of peppermint tea. So essential oils are incredibly potent and they're highly concentrated. So we always say one drop is all you need. Um, you shouldn't need 15 to 20 drops in something. If that's the case, then I would really encourage you to research the essential oil that you're using. Um, peppermint, I use it a lot for cooling, um, especially with being hot out right now in Spokane. Um, great for burns as well to kind of help with inflammation of the skin and to cool down the surface of your skin. It makes an amazing Windex and it also tastes great in brownies. Mm. (laughs) Um, and then lavender is, I think lavender is really common throughout beauty, health. When you hear of lavender, you think of going to help me sleep or it's going to calm me down. Lavender, we call it the Swiss army knife of oils because it can do so much more than that. If you're out and something happens and all you have is lavender, it's probably going to help you with the ailment that you're experiencing somehow. Typically, we use lavender for sleep and anxiety, but I also love to use it with peppermint for sunburns 
It's great to apply to mosquito bites after you get them right now. Those black flies that are out right now. Yeah. They are just terrible. Um, Cuts, scrapes, wounds, all of that. And then for the ladies listening, if you want to put one drop of lavender in a brand new bottle of your mascara and mix it in, it's going to kill any mites that might grow, which is gross to think about. And it's also going to encourage hair growth of your eyelashes so you don't have to pay for extensions. Hey, yeah, that's good. So those are the three. Those are like your intro. That's if you were to go on doTERRA's website, it's those three are actually like in an introduction kit. So those are like your gateway, your three gateway oils. Awesome. Your gateway oils. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Reminds me of the, the dare training back in middle school. <laughs> you know, and they used to say that marijuana was your gateway drug. Yes. Which is ironic because now, you know, a lot of people talk about the health benefits of yeah. CBD and yeah. THC. Yep. So anyways, so yeah, this is a gateway in a good way. Yes. <laughs> awesome. Love that. Now you said something about um, the potency mm-hmm. of the oils. You said one drop of peppermint equals... How many cups of tea? 28 cups of peppermint tea. Okay, equals 28 cups of tea. Yeah. It's very concentrated. Incredibly. So that kind of goes back to like what is an essential oil, if you want me to talk about that. Yeah, I think it would be good because I think uh, one of my concerns with oils is you get different types. You know, you get peppermint oil, Mm -hmm. but there's five different brands, um, usually quite a bit of a difference in price. And maybe, especially me as a beginner, I don't actually know what I'm, if you know what I'm paying for. Right. So you know, the quality obviously is going to be an issue. And then um, I think for those people who are, you know, kind of concerned with things like pesticides, um, you know, any of those chemical products uh, that you put on plants, potentially, if you have something that's completely, you know, concentrated, you don't want to concentrate the bad stuff either, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, so yeah, why don't we get into then how uh, the essential oils are made? So essential oils are made in two different ways. Um, they can be made through um, a steam distillation process, or they can made through be made through a cold compress. And a cold compress is usually what we see or how we would get our citrus oils like lemon, wild orange, green mandarin, etc. So essential oils are naturally occurring compounds in the earth, and we see them in roots, flowers, seeds, bark, and other areas of a plant. So we are going to take that plant, fruit, bark, and then we put it through that process. And something really cool and specific to doTERRA, when you talk about the pesticides and them being um, harmed, is doTERRA chooses to grow their oils where they are indigenous. So they are getting, I'm not going to remember the exact place, but we're getting our peppermint from where it's indigenous in British Columbia is one of the places that it it thrives and grows well. So you can grow lavender in your backyard. Yes? Mm -hmm. Okay. So so can I. And I could put it through the steam distillation process and I could create my own and have all the pipes and all the jazz to make essential oils in my backyard. Um, But the climate, the humidity, the soil here is not as great for the lavender plant as to where it's indigenous. And so doTERRA goes out into third world countries, first world countries all over and they're finding where these oils are, th- where these plants roots are thriving. And they're working with small local farmers to say, hey, we want to work with you to purchase your plant or product. And then they are setting up um, distillation plants or 
areas to then distill the oil and then it's brought back to America and bottled here. So there's no pesticides used in the growing of our essential oils. Um, and that's definitely something that you want to look for when you are purchasing essential oils is you really want to do your own research. I try to empower people like I'm going to be your source of education for doTERRA, but I want you to look into doTERRA as well. So essential oils, to speak to that again, are not regulated by the Food and Drug Administration. So that's the same as if you were to go to GNC and buy protein powder with all of these amazing things in it. Um, they are only required to put like fairy, as we call it, fairy dusting. They can say it's in there, but there's just like a very minimal traceable amount. Mm. So that's where we see the um, essential oils for like $5 at Walmart. They say they are 100% pure essential oil when they really only have to be 10% lavender, maybe grown in a greenhouse somewhere, and then the rest can be fillers, chemicals, um, and other things to make the bottle full. Yeah, that so make, that makes sense. Yeah, and it's sad. Like the <laughs> the essential oil industry can be a little bit um, dirty and and skewed. So it's really important that you find certified, pure, therapeutic grade. You want your essential oil company to always do third party testing. They shouldn't be doing their own testing. And you always want to be able to have access to the testing that that essential oil company is doing. doTERRA has a website called sourcetou.com. You can go in and see exactly where your oils are coming from, what they're testing at, and where they're coming from, which I think is a really cool perk to this company is that they're very transparent. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's an interesting point, I think, because um, I know about some people listening, but I did buy a cheap oil once. I got it on Amazon on mm -hmm. Black Friday. I was like, why? And it was lavender. Mm -hmm. I like lavender. No judgment. I'm yeah. not going to judge you. And I was like, wow, this oil, like I just got this giant bottle for like $6. Yeah. And then I got it and I was like, well, it doesn't really say what's in it. And then I was talking to another friend of mine who does essential oil. She's like, yeah, you you know, that it's probably a tiny bit of oil. And then you just got a bunch of like vegetable oil as mm -hmm. the carrier or whatever else they wanted to put in that day. Mm -hmm. um, which, uh, not to get too off topic, but kind of reminds me of something like alcohol where, you know, you go to the store and you buy, I don't know, a Bud Light. They don't have to label it. Mm -mm. So it says it's beer. It tastes like beer. It looks like beer, but it's got some things in it that you might not know of, like food coloring and high fructose corn syrup and some of these weird things that I think, you know, we'd like to assume it doesn't. Um, but yeah, you never know in those unregulated areas, exactly. um, which is why I appreciate too, when some companies just elect to be transparent and say, well, these are our ingredients, here you go. Mm -hmm. And then you can compare apples to apples and, yes. you know, um, a lot of like, again, use the alcohol analogy. I'm not a big drinker, I promise. Um, <laughs> but you know, I always appreciate like when you get like a craft cider and it says, well, here's our ingredients. Well, thank you. Because Angry Orchard Cider has God knows what in it. Like you really don't know. You it's don't. got some apple flavoring. Mm -hmm. You know, it can be called cider, but it's not really cider. Yeah. Uh, anyways, <laughs> too far off topic. Well, I, I think two things that come to mind when you say those is some red flags for people who are looking into essential oils is that buying oils off of Amazon, while if you're doing research and you choose to go with that company, that's great. But a lot of people will buy the essential oil in its purest form and you can buy the lids still attached and they'll take the lid off, fill it, empty it, put coconut oil in it or something, and then sell it as a new bottle of oil. And so they're kind of like 
I mean, they're scamming you, 100%. Mm-hmm. Um, and then when you see oils for $6, that's true. You need to think about why is this $6 versus why is doTERRA's 22 And my cousin always says this. She's like, how do you grow lavender and pay the farmers and then cut that lavender, distill it, ship it back, and bottle it for only $6? Mm. And how are you making a profit? So those are just things to think about when you're choosing your essential oil company or the essential oils that you're using is does the cost make sense for the product? And where am I buying it from? If the label says flammable, keep out of reach of, from children, uh, call poison control, those should all be red flags. If it was pure lavender, why is it flammable? So yeah. that's my soapbox there. That's, that's good. I <laughs> yeah. like that one. Yeah. It says, yeah, you know, toxic has a little, do they still have that, that toxic symbol they had when I was a kid with like the Mr. Yuck? I don't think they do that anymore. No, I think they just, for doTERRA, <laughs> if an oil could hurt you, and like necessarily like it's a hot oil or something that has, you know, the medicine cap yeah. on it. But yeah. they, the oil, some of the oils should have at like Walmart and Hobby Lobby, <laughs> there should be yeah. Mr. Yuck on it. <laughs> yeah. Now you mentioned, um, you know, some oils can be taken, you know, orally. You can just mm-hmm. swallow them like a lemon. Yeah. And uh, you just mentioned hot oils too, mm-hmm. which uh, my understanding, which could be wrong, is that with a hot oil, you have to have a carrier oil to kind of like cool it down or, or um, you know, water it down a little bit. So are there ones people should just be a little bit aware of if they're getting into it that that are more of a hot oil that needs some extra attention? Yeah. So two things for there. Uh, so oregano is an oil that we is a hot oil. I have a girl on my team who was reading that oregano is good for attacking some like uh, she had some warts. Um, and she was having some issues with acne on her face. For some reason, she combined the two and said, oh, I should put oregano on my face. And her face was beet red. And um, she looked like she said she had pizza face and she smelled like it. So there are a few oils like oregano um, and wintergreen that are considered hot in that we want to dilute them with a carrier oil like coconut oil, almond oil, jojoba oil are three really common oils carrier oils that we used. And that just allows an oil to be diluted. It also allows it to spread further. So if you're using it as like you have a sunburn on your whole entire arm, coconut oil is going to allow you to spread that oil further and it allows your skin to absorb it quicker as well. There's also oils that are photosensitive. So we don't want to put lemon oil on our chest and then walk out into the sun. You're not going to get a third degree burn but your skin could react a little bit in that you would get a little, maybe some red spots. Some people do react severely. So any any oil that has, whether it's a blend or a pure oil of a citrus nature, you need to be you need to be careful going into the sun. So a lot of them, it's the um, citrus oils that have yes. sensitivity. Wild orange, lemon. Tara has an oil called Purify. Um, it has lemon in it. So some of the blends, Citrus Bliss are... Just some of those ones are grapefruit. Anything that you relate to like a fruit would be cautious. Okay, awesome. Yeah, yeah. Awesome, awesome. Okay, um, we'll probably circle back to some of the oils here in just a little bit, but I wanted to get your input on what do you think of oils in terms of people's healthcare today? And I guess just uh, in terms of its relationship to modern medicine. And I think, you know, some people on the extreme end are going to say, well, I'm, I'm not using modern medicine at all you know, pharmaceuticals, medications, mm-hmm. whatever. And some people are saying, well, I'm not using oils at all. Yeah. Um, so where do you see those two fitting in together? I lay right in the middle. I think 
you should be able to and can use oils and modern medicine together. That's kind of oils are designed to work with modern medicine and to work with your body. So plants are living and so are we. So when you take an essential oil internally, your body kind of just knows what to do with it. Um, scientifically, we could say that we are carbon-based and so are plants. And so when we take an oil, the bo our body's like, oh, I know what this is. And it knows how to use it. Um, if you're taking something like you are on a medication that you need to have every day to function, great. I think that there is 100% a place for modern medicine. And if it's going to help you live your best life today, then go for it. But know that if you're looking for essential oils to integrate into your life for that same ailment or you're struggling with something else, then you should feel empowered to do that. I always tell people that if you're looking into trying essential oil for, let's say, arthritis or anxiety, and you don't want to skip straight to modern medicine, then to seek counsel from people that you know and trust that are using essential oils. I think that they are so popular now that chances are you know someone who's using oils. And to ask questions and pick their brain and say, have you used it for this? Or find people who are. And if you feel like you need to, then talk to your doctor as well. Um, I think that there's a lot of education that still needs to be done around essential oils um, for doctors and, and modern medicine and people who are practicing in that field. But I also think that we have control of our own bodies and that if we want to use essential oils with modern medicine, that we should. Awesome. Have you run across many physicians that I guess have, uh, you know, comfort level with oils or who are, you know, potentially even prescribing oils for their patients? Do you know many of them yet? So specifically in doTERRA world, I do. We are actually coming out with a um, healthcare initiative called Prime Meridian, and we are opening a healthcare practice in Seattle. So you will be able to go and visit a doctor there who will work with you to either prescribe you modern medicine, recommend essential oils, or both. So I think that as good essential oils are coming out and the research behind them, I think that doctors are opening up to them. Um, personally, for me, when I had my daughter, when I was pregnant with my daughter, um, I chose to use only supplements from doTERRA instead of a prenatal because the prenatal, um, what's in a prenatal was also in my vitamins. And I just went in educated and talked to my doctor and said, this is what I'm doing. And they, and they empowered me and supported me to do that. Mm -hmm. So I, I haven't really been put in a situation where I've had someone completely against it. Um, but I've also had doctors who are open to it, but they aren't going to say, hey, Corey, go and use deep blue for your sore muscles. Sure. But although, it's getting there. Although at Prime Meridian, it sounds like uh, if they thought that was the best option for you, they would. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and Prime Meridian is through doTERRA specifically. It's an initiative through them. And I think it's so cool because there are people who are looking for that balance of both. Like, hey, I really need this medication for my arthritis, but I've also noticed that Copaiba helps with the inflammation that I'm experiencing. And having someone who's able to speak to both sides of that is really cool. That's interesting. And these yeah. are just... Like you said, these are physicians, MDs, ARMPs, mm -hmm. not necessarily like naturopaths. There will be, every, I'm pretty sure, and I have to, it's new. So the the Seattle office is going to be one of the first ones that open. Um, there's going to be multiple different doctors in the Prime Meridian Clinic. So you'll have a dentist there. You'll probably have a chiropractor, a massage therapist. All Like we're going to cover all of the different areas. 
Cool. So it'll be an integrative clinic, basically. Yes. That's fascinating. It is really cool. I'll have to give you the link. Yeah, no kidding. Yeah, and I think in my own experience, too, I've, I actually have run across several physicians that use, you know, essential oils. Mm-hmm. Some of them even sell them. So I think, like you said, as opposed to some other, um, some other, you know, more natural things, it seems like the general consensus is they're open to it. You know, especially I think if you come in as a, as their patient proactively saying, look, I do have anxiety or I do have this and I, you know, I understand there's medications for it, but I'm also open to mm-hmm. other things or in conjunction, you know, and, and maybe just for them, you know, I say, well, I'd rather start with something a little more natural. Mm-hmm. And then if, if it doesn't give me the results I want, or I'm not quite there, you know, then maybe I can, you know, go the pharmaceutical route. Exactly. Yeah. It's just like being that. in charge of your of your body and being empowered to make those decisions, I think is really important. Yeah. And like you were saying earlier, I think, you know, social media and things like that actually have helped because, you know, now at least your physician knows what you're talking about mm-hmm. versus, you know, if you went in five or 10 years ago and said, well, here's what I want to do. They're like, well, what are you talking about? Mm-hmm. Like there's, you know, what is this oil you're mentioning? You know, exactly. things like that. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. Okay. So we've kind of already covered some of the basic oils. Um, like you mentioned the, the top three there with the lemon, the lavender and the peppermint. Um, how would you recommend, how do most folks get started with oils? So, you know, you mentioned you can do some different types of cleaning. You can mm-hmm. do some topical applications. Um, I know diffusers are a big one too. So do you have just a handful of ways that people wanted to just kind of dabble? What would you recommend they do first? Right. So there are three ways that you can use essential oils, no matter where you go. That is diffusing or aromatically. So that can be wearing jewelry. Like I have a bracelet on that I'm smelling oils all day. That would be a great way to start. Um, but you can get a diffuser on Amazon. You just want to make sure that it's a good grade of plastic because essential oils, while they are pure, they want to eat the bad stuff. So they could ruin your diffuser. Um, and then we can also do topically, like we talked about, um, putting it where it hurts, helping with burns, anxiety, things like that. And we can also take it internally, like I mentioned, with lemon. If you wanted to get started today with doTERRA and, or sorry, essential oils, and integrating them into your life, I would really recommend a diffuser um, and doing your research and picking your essential oil company or the essential oils you want to start with. A diffuser is a great way if you're not like comfortable applying them to your skin or taking them internally, it's a great way to still receive the effects of an essential oil without taking it internally. Um, essential oils sit in the air for up to four hours after a diffuser turns off and they're cleansing and purifying the air in your home, which is really, really dirty. No matter how many air purifiers you run, (laughs) the air in your home is stuffy and dirty. So to have something that's cleaning and purifying is awesome. Also, it can remove the need for candles. Um, and there's some really cool graphics going around that are showing how much money you save when you diffuse versus burning a candle. And it's fun. So your house can smell different every single day. If you want to be energized to clean, then let's diffuse some citrus oils. If you feel a scratchy throat coming on, then let's diffuse some immune boosting oils. Ready for bed? There's oils for that. So that is where I would say start. Um, also to talk to people. If you are curious and you're dabbling in the essential oil world, then like I said earlier, you probably know someone who is using them. And pick their brains. Ask them questions. Why are you using them? How are you using them? Um, And if you don't know someone, then I always want to be a resource for people. I could talk about oils all day. So um, This is going to keep going. Yeah, we'll be here all day. So that is where I would say start, is to ask questions and find someone um, or to 
buy a diffuser and just if you are independent and you want to just go do that, then just do your research and pick your company and get a diffuser. Um, and if none of those things sound great, then like you mentioned, we have our, our workshop coming up on the 9th of July and we'll be there to talk about oils too. Awesome. Good. I think that's where we got started too, was just say, okay, we got a diffuser, mm-hmm. um, you know, pick a couple oils that you like, you know, the easy ones. Yeah. And you know, if you're feeling mellow, we went towards more like a lavender type oil. And then when you wanted to feel a little more bright, we do like a lemon peppermint. Yes. That's thing. a great combination. Yeah. And then I think the second second gateway for us um, was those little rollers too. Yes. So roller bottles are a great way to use oils, um, have them on the go with you, but also to be able to use them on people with sensitive skin or on littles. Mm-hmm. Um, we A roller bottle basically is a way that you can combine oils. Um, so let's say you wanted a focus blend. We would do wild orange and peppermint and maybe an oil called balance. And those three oils can help with focus and you would roll them on your pressure points. So you would roll them on the back of your neck, on your wrists, inside your ankles to help with focus. And so rollers are just a great way to blend oils. And it's also a great way to gift oils too, to other people. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That is a nice, like you said, a gift option. Um, yeah you know, kind of a stocking stuffer type thing. Mm-hmm. Obviously we're nowhere close to Christmas. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I think, you know, uh, we, we get those at work sometimes with people around work who do essential oils too, is you need know, like a headache roller mm-hmm. and um, they really seem to work well. And like you said, they're easy to apply. Exactly. And I guess I always assume the carrier oil is coconut, but I guess it could be something different. Yeah. So there's people like one of my best friends, her daughter has a nut allergy, so we can't use coconut oil. Um, so the jojoba oil comes from a tree, so you could use that. You could use olive oil if you were in a pinch as well, but there's a ton of different carrier oils out there. You have to just pick what one works best for you and your skin sensitivity. And something I thought of when you were saying, um, that you guys started with a diffuser and how you get started. I think what's important when you're integrating oils into your life is to keep them top of mind. So we're never going to ask someone to sign up or start with essential oils and spend this money and then be like, okay, I don't know what to do with them. So it's good to have a community, but also when you have a headache, think, oh yeah, I made a headache roller and go to that rather than go to your your medicine cabinet and mm-hmm. just putting them first and trying them first. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. Good. So like you said, um, diffuser is easy way to go yes. and then definitely kind of have like your essential oil mentor. You know, yes, and a community. And mm-hmm. Yeah, which again shouldn't be that hard to find for most folks. Uh, I mean, a lot of people. I think if you just asked around, I mean, gosh, even go back to social media. If you ask your friends, hey, is anybody here into essential oils? You'll get fifty posts in two minutes. Yeah, well, I only have four friends. <laughs> You'll get four posts in yeah. two minutes. <laughs> all four of me, right on that. We're friends, so I'll That's post. Right. Okay. That's right. <laughs> all right. Good deal. Yeah. Okay. Good, good, good. Let's see. Um, I guess before we get, we're going to get into some of our fun questions to kind of close things up in a little bit. Did you have anything else uh, that comes to your mind that you wanted people to know? Again, just with the idea of uh, introductory information for essential oils, anything we didn't cover? Gosh, no, I just like, I want people to know that they are empowered to take control of their health, whatever that looks like for them. And essential oils are a great way to do that. And in Ohana tribe, which is the oil community that I'm in, I feel like I'm in a place where I can learn to do that. And so just taking that first step of just finding a community or someone to help you with oils is, is a great place to start. Yeah. Awesome. 
And you mentioned earlier, you know, do your research, pick a company that you like. Yes, um, do your research. I think, uh, you know, maybe an elephant in the room is that like a company like doTERRA or, you know, um, Young Living, they mm-hmm. are, you know, multi-level companies. Yes. Um, which, I, you know, I think again, five, 10 years ago, that was kind of a turnoff for a lot of people. Yes. And nowadays, depending on your viewpoint of it, I think people are a lot more comfortable with it. You say, look, if you like this product, you like the company, you like the vision, everything is so like transparent these days. You can say, well, if you like this and it resonates with you, go for it. Yeah. And if you don't like it or it just rubs you the wrong way, then you've got other options too. Yeah. You know, um, whether or not those options are as good or as good a quality is, you know, debatable. Um, <laughs> but that's cool. So well, I think, go ahead. I'm uh, sorry. I'm a touch biased to doTERRA, but what I love about that company is I never feel pressured to do anything. Um, I'm in full control of whether I'm choosing to do doTERRA as a business and pursue it for income or whether I'm just using essential oils. So I want people to know that if you're going to go with Young Living or you're going to go with doTERRA, that we aren't going to be like, okay, well, you if you buy essential oils, you have to do it as a business. You can truly just be a happy product user and still reap the benefits like some of us are. Yeah, that's a great point. You can just say, hey, yeah, I want to order some oils. Mm-hmm. That's exactly. it. Yep, yep. You know, and probably down the road, you become a believer and say, well, you know. <laughs> Everybody needs these. Yeah. <laughs> and then you, you can wanna, make money and that's great. Maybe you do want to do that. Yes. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. And so, you know, when you and I were talking before the podcast, I kind of said, you know, people who really want to get involved, um, I kind of see them falling into, you know, like three categories. Say, if you just, you're still a little skeptical about oils, you just want to go buy one from, you know, from the store, from a friend, you know, you could do that route. You could just mm-hmm. kind of do it yourself. Just put your toes in the water. Um that's not a saying. Just get your feet wet. Yeah, there Toes you go. in the water. You know what I'm saying. <laughs> That's a Zach okay. Brown song. Um, is it really? <laughs> yes. Yeah, I don't listen to country music. Oh, okay. So, um, yeah. <laughs> we can't be friends. That's okay. You can't get me to listen to that stuff. Uh, <laughs> just lost half of our podcast listeners. So we're down to four again. Perfect. Um, yeah. Uh, and, you know, second one is say, hey, this sounds great. Um, maybe they could reach out to you. Absolutely. And, you know, reach out to Corey. So we'll put all your information in the show notes. You know, mm-hmm. you've got, um, I know you've got your website and- is email a good way to reach out to you too, or to mainly just the website? Email, website, Instagram. Awesome. Oh, Instagram. Yeah, I've heard yeah. Of Instagram's a great one. Yeah. <laughs> you'll see um, pictures of my daughter and of oils, nice. so you'll okay. know it's me. So um, we'll put all that in the show notes, and then, like you mentioned, we're gonna we're gonna host the workshop. Yeah. Um, I think oils is one of those things that if you really want to get comfortable with it, it makes sense to get a little more hands on. Yeah. And so, uh, you know, we're going to host that workshop here at the clinic. That's going to be on July 9th, which is a Tuesday at 630. And I think you and I are going to kind of split the time and I'll spend some time talking about natural pain relief for various types of, you know, afflictions and injuries, you know, muscle pain, arthritis type pains, things like that. And then that'll be a nice segue into you talking about some potential uses of essential oils for that too. Yeah. So, so that'll be the workshop. Um, I might mention it again here in a few minutes, but if not, um, I would just say reach out to the clinic if you want to attend. And um, I'll, you know, if you're seeing this on the webpage, you already have the phone number up there and I'll put it in the notes too, but it's 509-892-5442. With any luck, if you do call, I will have told the people answering the phones that we're doing this and they won't <laughs> give me the crazy look that I get once in a while. I've been getting much better at that though. Um, so that should be good. Okay. I think we got all enough information. Yeah. We don't want people's heads to explode. Uh, we've saved room for more information at the workshop, which is cool. So let's get into the the fun questions that I like to wrap up with. Did you already study these questions? Kind of. Okay. Kind of? Yeah. All right. So question one here. What is a favorite book or just a good book that you've read recently that you would, you know, want to share with people? So this is funny, but I read it in middle school like five times and it's Holes 
Have you heard of that book? Did they make that into a movie? They made it into a movie. It's about these boys that are shipped off to like a, a camp because they are bad. And they find, they strike gold, basically. And I read it so many times, and it's such a good book. So even though it was like 10, 15 years ago that I read it, I I love it. (laughs) Holes, okay. Yep. That's good. It's an all-around good read, huh? (laughs) Yeah, I think so. (laughs) All right. That's funny. How long ago was middle school for you? Um, The 10, 15 years? Yeah, I'm 26. So that math. All right. You're aging us here. Okay. So holes, got it. Yep. Um, was the movie good too? It's all right. It's okay. It's yeah. the guy, remember it was the kid when he was younger that is in Shia LaBeouf. Is that his name? Yes. Okay. So he yep. did some good work at least later on too. Yes. So That was his break. All right. We'll say. <laughs> that and Disney break Channel. Out, breakout role. <laughs> good, good. Okay. Question two then. Do you have a favorite food or restaurant? So my favorite restaurant is Wandering Table in oh. Candle Yards. Um, I love that I can go there and eat something different every single time. So their deviled eggs are to die for, and so are their Brussels sprouts. So I always request those two things, and then I let them do whatever they want the rest of the time. That is good information because those are two of my favorite foods. Oh, perfect. Yeah. I'm going to get off on a tangent because I like to do that. But (laughs) with a diet that I've followed for quite a while, I don't actually eat eggs. Okay. But I love eggs. (laughs) I cook eggs all the time for my kids and my wife and stuff like that. And so on Easter – I decided I was going to have deviled eggs. You were? Like you were going to yeah. eat them? Okay. No, I wasn't going to make them, but I was going to eat them. My yeah. wife makes amazing food. And so I had deviled eggs on Easter for the first time in like six years having eggs. <laughs> and, uh, I'm kind of an all or nothing guy, so I had like 12 of them. <laughs> um, and I, yeah, it didn't necessarily feel good the next day, but it was worth it. I like to tell you that we have an oil for that. Okay, good, good. <laughs> for upset usually, stomach after eggs. Ginger. There okay. you go. That's perfect. Okay. Deviled eggs. Yes. And Brussels sprouts. Brussels sprouts, which I love Brussels sprouts. Mm-hmm. Is that, so wandering table, is that where they do where, again, the chef kind of picks your food based on kind of the day and the availability and the, yeah. the energy or whatever they do? Yeah. You can go in and say, hey, we want to spend 50 bucks a person and we have a dairy allergy and I don't like spicy food. And they'll say, okay. And they make you, um, depending on how much money you spend is how many proteins you get. Mm. But I think everybody gets the same amount of courses, and I'm always in it for dessert. So Nice. Yeah. So what's your limit when you go? It doesn't – we <laughs> don't pick a limit. We only go for special occasions. Okay. So last time I think we spent $70 a person. Wow. It okay. was a spendy dinner. My husband's jaw dropped, but we're still here and we're still married. So, I mean – Good. Yeah, it was it was worth it. It's the long game. Yes. I often remember that for next time we do like a date night with the wife. Cause yes. we would definitely be like, okay, we don't want this, we don't want that. Yep. You know, good luck. Yeah, they'll probably be like, oh, we can't do that. Yeah. But you can try. So you, so you want a steak and a Brussels sprout. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's cool. Go for it. Their cauliflower is good too. So. Nice. <laughs> okay, wandering table in Kindle yes. Yards. Yes. Awesome. Okay. Uh, next question. Do you have a favorite activity uh, in our area, just kind of Spokane or in the surrounding area? Uh, surrounding area. I love Coeur d'Alene Lake. Okay. We have a cabin out there. Um, and I, it is just one of my favorite places to be. Waking up on the lake, rain or shine it, your day can't go wrong. So that is where I love to be is on the water. Very good. Mm-hmm. Got a little forest out there too. Yes, we do. We have every animal. We have bears, cougars, all of it. It's always fun to wake up in the morning to, and see who's been on the beach. Even if it's a cougar? Well, I don't know. Maybe I lied when I said a cougar, but I know there's been a bear. 
Okay. So. <laughs> and we had a raccoon family once, which was kind of fun. So, nice. Yeah. So you like the lake. Love the lake. Awesome. Yeah, that's a good spot. We're mm-hmm. pretty lucky for that. We are. How about something around the area that you really have been wanting to do but haven't quite gotten to yet? Oh, gosh. I think that I would love to um, hike Bowl and Pitcher and camp over there. A lot of people I know are doing that, and I've never done it before. So I think that that would be awesome. I would also love to ride the Centennial Trail from downtown Spokane to State Line. I think that would be really pretty too. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah, Bowl and Pitcher. I've been in Spokane my entire life and finally made it there last year. Mm-hmm. You mm-hmm. know, my 35th year here in Hidden town. Hidden gem. Yeah, it's pretty yeah. cool though. It is. Yeah. I didn't know you could camp there until last year. Yeah. So we usually camp on Priest Lake. So it's cool to see that we could go somewhere closer. Yeah. Especially with a with a young kiddo at home. Yeah, I don't know if we'll take her. <laughs> You can stay home. (laughs) (laughs) Stay with grandma. Yeah, there you go. That's awesome. (laughs) Okay. And then, um, like I said earlier, best way for people to get a hold of you, um, what do you say? Is it email, website? What would you prefer? I would love Instagram um, or or email. I do check my email quite often. But Instagram is a great way to see some of the content that I'm sharing about essential oils. And then you can direct message me through there and we can get you in touch with my website. Awesome. So you were telling me Instagram, you have a handle. An Instagram handle. I don't want to sound too old, but I don't know what a handle is, but is it just... It's your name on Instagram. So mine is essentially Corey. My name is C-O-R-I, which I think you'll have that below anyways. Okay. But it's the at symbol and then essentially Corey. That's how you can tag someone in Instagram or find them. Next podcast will be Teach Luke... Oh, no. How to use social media. <laughs> no, thank you. I'm going to decline. <laughs> okay. So Instagram, they can message you. Um, do you want to list your email too, or is that just the easiest thing, Instagram? Yeah, my email is um, can be below as well, but it's Corey Knoll, and my last name is N-O-L-L, dot E-W-A at gmail.com. Dot E-W-A. Dot E-W-A. At gmail. Yeah. Awesome. And the, yeah, like you said, I'll put all this stuff in the show notes and on the website. Awesome. So, so Corey Knoll, dot E-W-A. <laughs> It'll be yeah. below. Don't worry. Yeah. Yeah, just click on the link. <laughs> yes. Okay. Well, good. I think we already did enough reminders on the workshop. I guess the only thing we didn't mention is that we, uh, part of the experience is we will have a lot of the essential oils on hand. Yes. People just can smell try them out, mm-hmm. smell them, um, you know, different types of rollers, things like mm-hmm. that. And obviously just ask questions. Yeah. And, and, you know, from my perspective and yours together, see how, you know, maybe you could make some positive changes in your life for the chronic inflammation, the chronic pains, and mm-hmm. potentially take back a little more control. And, you know, with the podcast, uh, you know, kind of the theme is that we're just trying to help people stay healthy and active. Yeah. Um, we've got a beautiful city that we live in with some beautiful areas surrounding like Bowling Pitcher and like Coeur d'Alene that, um, you know, it's just, it's unfortunate people can't enjoy it to the full extent. So mm-hmm. we'll definitely mix all that stuff into the workshop. So if people want to know more about that, just, um, yeah, reach out through the phone number. I always have my email and stuff on the website too, so. Either way, they can get a hold of us. Great. Awesome. Well, I think that is the end of our show. Um, thank you for joining us. Thank you for having me. me. There is no one else in this room right now. <laughs> um, and yeah, if anyone else listening has uh, feedback on the show, um, has ideas, would like to hear certain speakers, please reach out to me at any time. Uh, we're just kind of getting going on like iTunes and stuff, but I saw that someone reviewed us and it was a good one. Yay. It was not a family member as far as I know. That's cool. So you leave us a review if you don't mind. I guess that's probably a good thing overall. Um, But certainly reach out and uh, stay tuned for more, you know, special events. This is kind of the first special event that we're promoting through the 
through the podcast. Um, and you know, aside from the ones that I do through the clinic and stuff. So, so that's pretty cool. So again, if you're listening, um, thank you for, for tuning in and feel free to interact with us as best you can, or reach out with ideas and comments and stuff like that. And we'll be back next time with another episode of the podcast. Thanks again. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Stay Healthy Spokane podcast, sponsored by Gordon Physical Therapy. To stay connected with the Stay Healthy Spokane community, visit www.stayhealthyspokane.com. And we will see you next time on the Stay Healthy Spokane podcast. Stay humble.